0: The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets. A reason why it is crucial that we look at what's being discussed online, from the hottest issues to trends. For our daily social media minute, we are joined now by Yerika Park. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Well, Yerika, uh, it's good to see a familiar face.
1: <laughs> good morning, Jiwon. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. It's uh, good. Kind Mm -hmm. of uh, a weird feeling being back in the studio uh, after over a decade out. Has it been
1: that long already? (laughs) It has
0: been. It has been. Almost. Time flies. 13, 14 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. Lots more gray hair. (laughs) Same (laughs) hair. No, but you look uh, as young and beautiful as ever. Oh, thank you. And I I guess the first story in our um, social media minute is what the young and beautiful people are doing these days. Uh, what's the deal? I mean, you're a big foodie yourself. What's the deal with yeah. these apple mango pingsus that everyone is craving for?
1: Yeah, so Apple, Mango, Pingsu have been around for a while. Uh, they're sold at these luxury hotels. And uh, they have recently seen a boost in sales this summer, despite recent price hikes. Uh, the trend is largely led by the younger consumers in their 20s and 30s. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with, with what Pingsu is, I'm sure most of you know, a Pingsu is a traditional Korean summertime snack or dessert that consists of... It basically a pile of shaved ice and uh, a bunch of toppings that range from sweetened red beans and 떡 to an assortment of seasonal fruit. Chwon uh, are you a fan of bingsu? And what kind of toppings do you usually go for? Well,
0: you know, I, I think I'm more of a traditionalist. And I think with... I feel like I'm getting old. I feel like I have ajoshi <laughs> taste now. So I just like the traditional pat bingsu. The pat, yeah. yeah. And then... The uh, red bean paste. Exactly. And recently, well recently i say but maybe five six seven years ago there was that uh pretty popular bingsu franchise that opened in korea and yeah. they had um like misukgaru on there and uh, very traditional korean flavors that got added on but it seems like these this new trend of bingsu these luxury bingsus are uh, a little bit different from what we were used to growing up so tell us what the price range uh, of these bingsus are
1: yeah, so for example, Lotte Hotel's uh, sales of Apple Mango Pingsu jumped by 15% from last year mm-hmm. uh, and more than 60% compared to two years ago in 2020. The price currently stands at 88,000 won, which is roughly 67 wow. U.S. dollars. Uh, the price is up by 47% compared to last year. A Four Seasons Hotel has raised the price of its Jeju Apple Mango Pingsu to 96,000 won. Uh, the price is up by 47 41% compared to last year. That's equivalent to roughly 74 US dollars, which is a pretty steep price to pay, I have to say, for a serving of shaved ice topped with fruit, right?
0: 96,000 been... yeah. won? Are you serious? That's right.
1: I'm dead serious. Uh, However, it's been selling five times more than the other Pingsu options, the more cheaper options offered by the hotel.
0: Well, I mean, I guess this is kind of marketing 101. Um, People always want what they can't have and what seems to be a little bit out of their reach. They try to, I guess, exert themselves a little bit more to try to get that. So um, what's the reason behind these younger consumers relatively speaking um still being okay with paying these steep steep prices for a bowl of ice and fruit <laughs>
1: Um, one of the factors, according to industry experts, is that the monsoon season came earlier this year in June compared to last year and uh, is persisting for longer than usual. There is a second reason to this trend. Uh, industry sources believe that millennials and Gen Z who prefer to spend their money on experiences have spearheaded the boost in sales. I mean, John, you've been in uh, the fnb industry for more than a decade now. What do you think of this? trend and would you personally pay close to 100,000 won for a bowl of fancy shaped ice
0: number one I would never pay that much money for bingshu. (laughs) I would just go buy the ingredients and make it myself Uh, number two Having been in the industry for a little bit Korea always goes through these huge trends So there are seasonal trends and there's trends that go for about two three years I mean we had the big churros trend uh, a couple yeah. of years ago, we had the uh, Taiwanese castella Bang trend uh, that That's lasted right. a couple of years ago. So I think it's going to go through. But um, I think this goes a little bit more deeper into the consumer psyche. So I think this is more of a flex, right? Social media so? flex. Young people want to put it on their you know, social, social media, media and show that they're living a luxurious life, that they're living a very uh, opulent life, things of that nature.
1: Yeah. I agree with you, I think, yeah.
0: But, I I mean, I don't think you and I ever need to flex with a $100 bowl of pingsu.
1: <laughs> I would probably do the same. Um, I would probably buy some ice, um, uh, you know, and make pingsu at home myself. Well,
0: I don't know if our listeners know this, but Yerika is by far one of the most talented chefs that I know.
1: Uh, not so, a chef, cook, home cook. <laughs> no,
0: chef. She's, a, she's being uh. humble and modest here. So okay. I would actually flex with one of Yerika's Pingzu, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the second topic, Erica. Yeah. Two very, very famous statues. It's actually a uh, tourist landmark here in Seoul. They're uh, scheduled for uh, a little bit of a clean.
1: That's right. So two landmark statues in Gwanghwamun Square in central Seoul will be cleaned for the first time in more than two years. The city government, we've talked about this on this segment before, plans to reopen Gwanghwamun Square next month following the completion of its remodeling project. That project has been going on for uh, roughly a year and a half. Um, The city government is currently in the process of cleaning these two iconic statues, one of King Sejong and one of of Admiral Isun Shin, and uh, this cleanup process is taking place for the first time since April of 2020.
0: Yes, I'm very familiar with that remodeling yeah. project as I live right next to it. Not mm-hmm. a fan of the traffic, but looking forward to how uh, the new park area is going to look. So, right. how often and uh, what kind of you know equipment are they using to uh, give these two historical figures a deep clean?
1: Good question. I mean, these are gigantic statues, right? So, uh, the first of all, the city cleans these two statues every year in the month of April um, with high-pressure cleaning machines. The city government skipped the cleaning process last year due to the construction work that's taking place right now. Now, this year, the statues are being scrubbed down with not only high-pressure cleaning machines, but also other cleaning solutions as well. Uh, the sculpture of these two statues suggested that an alkaline detergent be used to retain as much rust as possible i guess to maintain its signature patina uh, while wiping out polluted substances and uh, the sculptures are going to be cleaned with acid and alkaline detergents to clean off the polluted areas and they're also going to be treated with specially designed protective solutions
0: gotcha well uh i'll be able to check it out once it's cleaned because yep, it'll on... be
1: shinier for sure
0: yeah i drive by it every <laughs> single day Okay, on to the third topic. And I think this kind of happens every few years in China where they find something ridiculously old just in the middle (laughs) of the most populated areas. It's kind of like being in Rome or something just because there's so much um, ancient history that's built upon each other in these cities. Uh, So they found a 100 million-year-old dinosaur footprint in China, in a restaurant. That's right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And that's a piece of news you don't come across every day. Sure. Um, dinosaur footprints dating back, like you mentioned, 100 million years ago uh, have been discovered in southwestern China after a, a diner who is, just happened to be interested in dinosaurs and uh, rather sharp eyed spotted them in a restaurant's outdoor courtyard. And uh, this person made a phone call to authorities and uh, they did all the relevant research. And they said, yep, these are dinosaur footprints. Um, So uh, several stone pits at a restaurant uh, located in Sichuan province uh, contain the footprints of two sauropods, which is a type of dinosaur that lived during the early uh, Cretaceous period. And uh, a team of paleontologists confirmed the discovery using a 3D scanner. Now, how well-versed are you in dinosaurs, Yuan?
0: Well, uh, my two daughters but Uh especially the second daughter is really into uh, dinosaurs. So, sauropods are the ones with the really, really long necks and the really, really uh, long tails, and they're plant eaters. So, classified as one of the largest dinosaurs.
1: That's right. They were the largest animals ever to walk the earth, and uh, they could grow to the length of three school buses. And they were so heavy, the ground probably shook when they walked. Uh, The two sauropods who left the footprints probably measured around eight meters in body length, which is roughly 26 feet. Mm -hmm. And this is according to um, paleontologists.
0: And is this region known for having a lot of these fossils?
1: Yes, in fact, uh, many dinosaur fossils from the Jurassic period have been uncovered in the Sichuan province, but far fewer fossils from the Cretaceous period have been discovered in this area. According to paleontologists, the Cretaceous period is when dinosaurs really flourished in uh, this region.
0: I see. But uh, due to China's rapid uh, development and rise uh, in the global economic scene, the study of ancient times through fossil records are becoming more and more difficult, right?
1: Correct. It's, it's really rare these days to find fossils in the city because they're essentially all covered by buildings. Um, paleontologists visit sites of potential discoveries within 48 hours of receiving a report such as this one because they're concerned that they may get destroyed by construction work within just days.
0: Okay. And so I was a little bit curious too, because you said it was discovered in a restaurant courtyard. So you were saying maybe tens, hundreds of customers were walking by it without realizing that there was a footprint, but was it a restaurant for a long time or was it something else?
1: Before it was a restaurant, uh, the location was uh, apparently used as a chicken farm, Uh, and uh, the dinosaur footprints were buried by layers of dirt and sand, which actually shielded them from erosion and weather damage. Uh, The dirt was only removed about a year ago when the restaurant opened, and uh, the owner liked the natural look of the (laughs) uneven stone, so they left it untouched instead of leveling it with cement.
0: Okay, well, that was a very, very good move by that owner.
1: Yes, Uh, exactly.
0: A stroke of luck and uh, a good eye, I guess.
1: Exactly. Uh, The restaurant owner for now has fenced off the site to prevent people from stepping on the pits. And uh, they may build a shed to protect the footprints further. Maybe it it might become a tourist attraction. Who knows?
0: Right. Okay. Well, Yerika, thank you so much for your time this morning. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.